In today's episode, we are highlighting life insurance from some of our most downloaded episodes last year. You're going to be hearing how to overcome the most common objection you hear when it comes to life insurance, and you're going to be hearing from Tom Hegna. So with that being said, let's start the show. This is the Insurance Buzz, and we are your host, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about. Here on the Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world and hopefully inspire you to make yours. So I would start the conversation off still with, hey, before I let you off the phone, tell me what you have in place for life insurance. For example, so I changed, this is the first approach I changed. For example, what do you have through work? So I actually started asking them what they had through work because the very first objection that I would receive as a life insurance salesperson was, well, I've got it through work. I'm good. So I wanted to overcome that initial objection of just assuming that they had it through work. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So simply saying, I would, I phrase that question differently and then they would answer it. Yep. I've got a hundred thousand. Great. What do you have outside of work in which they say? Nothing. Nothing. So this is typically where I would go back and start Okay, well, let me tell you why you need it outside of work. Instead of doing that, I started getting curious. And I was like, okay, I get that you don't have it outside of work. Tell me, how did you choose that benefit through work? Did you work with anybody that helped you choose that benefit? Have you made sure that the amount you have through work is enough to last your family as long as you want it to last your family. Tell me, do you feel responsible for providing for your family financially? Okay. And we can keep going. What's the plan when the amount runs out through work? What's the plan? But here's the one thing I did. So not only did I start asking more questions, I then, after every single answer they gave me, I said, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Why would it be important to you? Tell me more about that. What does providing financially look like for you and your family? Tell me more about that. If something happened to you today and you passed away unexpectedly, why would you still feel responsible for providing for your family financially tomorrow? Tell me more about that. That was it. I started asking more questions and after every single answer, because, and hopefully you feel this way, maybe it was just me, but customers or prospects They typically like to keep things really high level. So one word, two word answers if possible. They can give you a yes or no. It's going to be a yes or no. If they can tell you, oh, because I love my family. Great. That's all I'm going to tell you. I would want them taken care of. Tell me more about that. What does taken care of look like? Mm -hmm. So they're going to give you a high level answer 
And that's why this approach works so well. And, and even on some of the ones that they don't give you the high level answer and they go into the the weeds of, oh my God, I wouldn't want my family to struggle. That'd be terrible. My six-year-old, I can't even imagine. Whatever they say, tell me more about that. Like, what else? Why else? Digging into every single response they gave me, making them actually physically tell me why. Why they're saying what they're saying. Okay, so listening to this, having them anchor in and dig a little bit deeper, anchor into why it's important, explain more, get more emotionally invested. How long do you do this before you actually start coming up with the solution and saying, I have what you need? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. And it's not going to be as long as... So you have to read the conversation. We're in the people business. But I would tell you, this is kind of that discovery phase of the conversation um, because you've built rapport with them. Now you're in the discovery phase. So you're in the disturbing complacency phase. Before we ever start educating the customer on the types of policies they can have within their plan or determining the death benefit, this conversation, I truly believe, could be as little as five minutes or 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour of talking about pains and struggles, but we do need to talk about some pain and why it would be important to them because the whole, the whole reason we are asking questions or I'm asking questions is, is so I don't have to convince someone that they need life insurance. They are going to self-select as, yes, I'm a perfect ideal customer because I care about my family and I have a problem that I need a solution to. Or they're going to be on the other end of the spectrum of, you know what? My family will figure shit out. They're good. My wife, she's pretty attractive. She'll figure it out. Sure, she'll have guys beating at her door. Because you hear that shit. And so by asking questions, not only are you empowering the customer to self-discover they have a problem, but you're also going to be then working with people that are actually interested in having a conversation with you about what actually matters versus trying to talk to every single person and convince them that they need life insurance, even though they're not the ideal customer. The 30 life in five days challenge is right around the corner and the early bird car is officially open, which means you have the opportunity to guarantee your spot in the challenge and save money. What you're going to learn during this challenge You're going to learn how to prospect to your current customers. You're going to learn how to take every single service interaction and transaction that comes into your agency every day and turn it into a life insurance opportunity. We're going to teach you how to bring up life insurance in every single new business sales conversation, every conversation, every time. The entire goal of this challenge 30 life policies in five days, regardless if you struggle with how to start a life insurance conversation, what questions to ask to get a customer emotionally involved in the conversation, how to propose life insurance in an educational, empowering way, or maybe you just don't know how to ask for the sell when it comes to life insurance. We cover it all in this challenge. Make sure you take advantage of the early bird pricing today. I always tell people, you cannot convince somebody who doesn't believe in life insurance or somebody who doesn't believe in annuities. You can't convince them to buy life insurance and annuities. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion. Still, I say what you have to do is you have to build a case. 
with disinterested third-party articles. So what I would do, Courtney, is I would get a copy of the Ernst & Young white paper that looked for the overall most optimal retirement plan. And they first tried 100% stock, and then they went 90% stock, 10% bond, 80, 20, 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50. Then they went back and they added a little bit of whole life insurance and a little bit of an income annuity. And they found that the best portfolio for a retiree would be 30% whole life, 30% income annuity, 40% investments. Now, that's not me saying that. That's not you saying that. That's not the advisor. That's Ernst & Young, one of the top accounting firms. And then I would lay on top of that some of the work of Dr. David Babler, Dr. Moshe Malevsky, or Dr. Uh, Wade Fowler, Dr. Mike, Michael Finke. You know, you can put enough third-party materials in front of somebody to where they have to say, holy cow, you know, my part of putting money into life insurance or annuities, that Forbes magazine picked up my article and they put it in there. So, so like you got Forbes, you got disinterested third party, people who are not going to get paid whether they buy or not. And they're what they say weighs more than what the advisor says, because the advisor gets paid if they buy, they don't get paid if they don't buy. And that's a conflict of interest that the client, you know, is, is judging in their mind. Can you repeat that breakdown one more time of the Ernst & Young? What, what, 30, 40, 30, is that what it was? No, it was 30% all life, 30% income annuity, 40% investments. But you can get the whole white paper. Just Google eat Ernst & Young, you know, insurance, <laughs> investments, annuities, it'll pop up. And, and I carry that with me. You know, I mean, I used to carry a playbook with me, just a, just a little binder that had really powerful articles and third-party pieces in there. And when somebody said, well, I don't believe in this, I said, well, let me take, let me share with you. Here's Dr. Michael Finko, one of the smartest PhDs in the world who studies retirement. Here's what he says. And here's what Dr. Wade Faust says. And here's what Dr. David Babel says. And here's what Dr. Moshe Malevsky said. You know, I build a case where at the time, by the time I'm done, they go, holy crap, I guess I need to do this. You know, it wasn't me saying it. I was just showing them all the third-party material that's out there. Third-party validation. I love that. I want to go into, so now we're we're building a case for our customers. Where are you seeing financial advisors missing the mark on their own investments? Well, I always say in order to sell a large policy, you better own a large policy. You know, <laughs> if you want to sell a $5 million policy, why don't you own a $5 million policy? If you want to mm -hmm. sell annuities, I own 11 annuities. I don't sell annuities. Uh, my, my annual premium on my whole life policy is $226,000 a year. So I'm serious about this stuff. And for people who think that's crazy, when you learn about whole life, that it's an asset on your books, it's not an expense. I'm not throwing $226,000. I'm putting it in a place that is growing and then it earns dividends. I get all all that money back plus more and I can take it all back tax-free and and that's that's pretty powerful thanks for listening to this episode of the insurance buzz if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media and leave a rating and review if you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.